172. Welcome back to the Windows Mirrors Podcast. My name is Keith. I'm John. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right. Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. Man, we are literally scraping like the cream off the top of the cake, man. It's so much, so much, so much, so deep. Uh, the most probably the most philosophical book in the Bible. Yeah. In some ways, it can be uh, the most um, one of the most hardest to understand. Right. Of their like revelation. Yeah. But also just one of the most profound, bro. Profound. Yeah. His goal is not to make you sad or depressed. Yeah. His goal is to sober you up. Right. Yeah. 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 Once you get to a place where you can accept that life is not going to be everything that you thought it was, right. then you can actually start to move on and find this mm-hmm. sense of joy. So, so that's what you're trying to do. The world that we live in is broken, yeah. right? And, you know, like a broken leg, there's two ways that you can heal. Mm-hmm. One, you can just lay on your bed until your leg heals and then get up and walk. Or two, with a broken leg, you can put a cast on it. Mm-hmm. You may not be able to run and sprint through life, but at least you can move through life. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Ecclesiastes is this. It's this cast on our soul to yeah. sober us up so that we can move through this broken world with the broken limbs that we have. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. Chapter five, he comes out. <clears throat> you know, he talks about a few things, uh, but one of the things we didn't say, he talks about corruption and injustice mm. in three and in yeah. four. And in five, he's going to pull back up on that theme. And he's like, man, hey. If you discover it on a high level, right. don't be surprised. Right. Right. Like this stuff is ancient. Man has not changed. And yeah, we think now that people in high places right. were unjust. He's like, nah, folks in my time right. was doing the same thing. Right. Yeah. And that's, yeah. And they're probably just more advanced now technologically. Right. right, right, right. And how they're probably doing it through the internet. Now. Yeah. <laughs> they're not just doing it uh, in person. So he says that, don't be surprised about that. Sober. Then he transitions in verse 10. He talks about wealth. wealth. Uh, and he says a ton of things like, um, you know, one of the reasons like he's like, yo, a life lived pursuing and finding meaning in wealth isn't worth it. One is because you just won't ever have enough. He who loves money is never going to be satisfied with his income. There's never a dollar amount. No. <laughs> right? Like yeah. there's never a dollar amount that's going to be like, yo, I'm good. Right? <laughs> Don't give me any more. Right? And not only that, <laughs> he's like, and you're going to get a ton of hey, big head <laughs> text. Yo, man, I uh, man, I saw you winning out there, man. I hey, just man, want you to know. <laughs> I heard you came up. I'm proud of you. Man, you ain't proud of me. You, you just want proud. my money. You're trying That's to get some of this. Yeah, so yeah. human leeches. That's what he's like. Then he not only says that, he's like, yo, say goodbye to sleep at night. Mm. Why? Because you're going to toss and turn in your bed. How should I spend my money? How do I keep my money? Which, right, right. it's going to keep you up at night. You're going to lose sleep. Wondering what to do with it. Then not only that, he's like, yo. Then it can really make you greedy. Right. Right. It can really make you greedy. And then lastly, as his life, as he says in the book of Ecclesiastes, like, he's like, yo, one bad business deal. And it's all gone. And it's a wrap. So, and, it's, and, and my thing is this, bro. Like, a life set on and only on the pursuit of wealth is just as stable as trying to balance a dumbbell on an eggshell. <laughs> right? It's like trying to duck. Balance a dumbbell on the eggshell. It doesn't hold up. It won't hold up. Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chasing wealth for wealth's sake, as if it's the solution to all of our problems, yes. is to turn your back on contentment. Mm. Because everybody with money finds themselves with problems 
that money cannot solve. Can't solve yeah. And so he's like, yo, that don't work. Let's leave that uh, alone. Yeah. Chapter seven, he introduces these paradoxes, right? Mm-hmm. And so he says, yo, you know, a good name is better than perfume, right? Yo, mm-hmm. like it's better to have integrity on the inside than to smell nice on the outside, right? Yeah. For it's better to actually be delightful than for people to experience you as mm. delightful, right? And there's this fine line. Perfume, right, can mask some ugly stuff on the inside. And so mm. he's saying, no, 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 it's better for this. And then he's going to throw in things like this. Yo, it's better to go, yeah, to a house of mourning yeah. than a house of feasting. Of feasting. Yeah. Yo, yeah, one of the things that I used to tell young pastors was mm. this. Yo, if you're a young pastor... Um, and you have a choice on the same day to go to a funeral or a wedding. Hmm. It's a no-brainer. Choose the funeral. Wow. That there's just something about being wow. reminded of our mortality yeah. that helps us experience life in a whole new light. Like, like wisdom is there. So what he's trying to say is, look, look wisdom is going to... is is not necessarily in the places that you think that it's going to be. Everything mm-hmm. that feels bad to you is not bad for you. Yeah, right? absolutely, bro. So, yeah. um, actually, man, it's a book um, on Ecclesiastes. Uh, John is about to write a book, so get his. Nah, nah, nah. So, okay. yeah, <laughs> but there's yeah. this other uh, popular level book called Living Life Backwards, Backwards, and it's basically this guy named David Gibson who writes like this popular level exposition of Ecclesiastes and right. how death teaches us to live in light right. of the end. And um, yeah, that's basically his main thesis. Like, death is... The best teacher in life. Yeah. Right. And um, Solomon is going to talk about death over and over and over. Right. And he's trying to draw this point. Um, but I'm just reminded of a quote by Soren Kierkegaard who says that, man, life must be lived forward but understood backwards. Mm. And it's like something about death and reflecting on our own mortality, as you said, bro, that uh, just puts things into perspective. Right. Um, helps us to uh, understand, like, yo, if we really knew when we, we would die. Right. It would change. Oh, it would change. It would change everything. If, everything. If, if God said, all right, you have this X amount of years to live, yeah. it would change. Or if God said, your neighbor or your friend or your spouse or your brother or your sister right. had X amount of years, you would change. Mm. And it's like, man, we need to be like that now, right? Ah, that's good. Um, and then 710, I love 710. It says, don't say, why were the former days better than these? We stay doing this. Right. <laughs> Since it is not wise of you to ask this. And man, Leif Inger has this quote. It's so profound. He says that... Uh, you know, memory's oldest trick is convincing us of its accuracy. Mm. And what he means is, is that our memory doesn't always serve us well in comparison to the quote unquote good old days. Right. Why? Because there are blessings and opportunities that you have now that right. you may not be able to, like that you're maybe neglecting, right. that you didn't have then. Right. Right. Or there may be evil and hardships now. Mm. Or back then, I'm sorry, that they, they were back then that you may have forgotten about because of the passing of time. That's good, yeah. Cats be like, yo, man, when I was a kid, man, you couldn't do that as a kid. You couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't drive. You couldn't get married. You had to go to bed at eight o'clock. <laughs> right, right, right. Right? And so it's just like so many, like, yeah, his point is, man, like, appreciate the now, right? Mm. Be content in the now because there are blessings and God ways that God has been kind to you now that you can't even Ah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's see. good. Yeah. All right. Here's probably one of the most confusing oh parts of this book. I, right? was, I, I, I confess to y'all. <laughs> Chapter eight. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, seven, uh, no, no, 15, where, where oh, it says, yeah, yeah. in my feudal life, I've seen everything. Oh, yeah. Someone righteous perishes in spite of his righteousness, and someone wicked lives long in spite of his evil. Don't be excessively righteous, and don't be overly wise. Why should you destroy yourself? Don't be excessively wicked and don't be foolish. Why should you die before your time? Mm-hmm. It is good that you grasp the one and do not let the other slip from your hand. For the one who fears God will end up with both of them. All right, here's what he says. There's somebody that does drugs all their life, mm-hmm. sleeps with whoever they want to, mm-hmm. robs, steals, mm-hmm. kills, cheats mm-hmm. yeah. their whole life and thrives and becomes president. And then there's one and and, and and there's somebody else mm. who never curses, never lies, never cheats or steals yeah. and dies young. Mm. Right. And so he's like, all right. So so we know that there is somebody that does everything that they should do and they die young. Yeah. And there's somebody that does everything that they shouldn't do and they live long. Right. Our temptation can be to go to the extremes. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm just going to be sure, right, that I live wise because if I live wise and I do the right things and I don't have sex yes. before marriage, yes. then when I get married, things are going to go well for me. Oh, man, and so what so he's good. saying is, no, no, look, look, <laughs> don't put your hope for your life going extremely well in wisdom because you're going to mess yourself up. Mm. You're going to get to a place where you feel like I've done everything right and it didn't work, right? right? So he's like, yo, why burden yourself like that? Yeah. But then the flip side is, yo, if wisdom don't mean that life's going to go well, <laughs> then yeah. I'm just going to wild out. I was just doing that, right? Yeah. And he's like, well, now nah, look, there is an exception to the rule. Sometimes folks do whatever they want and it seems like they don't get hit. Mm. But he's saying, listen, you're not the exception to the rule. Mm. So don't live like you are. Yeah. Wisdom. All right. There are folks that live wise and and often they don't get what they deserve. Mm. But that's the exception of the rule of how God has set things up. Don't live as if you're the exception to, to that rule. Yeah. Right. Amen. So what Amen. he's saying is the person that's wise and fears God oh, says, no, God, I'm going to live just like you've called me to live. I'm going to be wise and I'm not going to be foolish. Lord, if I don't get the life that I hope, I know it's because you're in control and I'm good. And Lord, if I, yeah, uh, but Lord, I'm going to live in such a way where I take a hold of both of those things, right? And so um, he's advocating for us to live in such a way where we fear God in spite of all of it. Yeah, Yeah. I think he's going to hit on that in chapter eight as well. And it's just, man, like, yeah, the fear of God. Again, yeah. once again, it's this thread running through all the wisdom books. The fear of God is uh, what helps us make sense of life, right? even when life doesn't make sense. Yeah, and what we see, I, I, I mean, we, we constantly talk about how things you know, point to Christ. Mm. Um, God is actually going to use this paradox of life mm. in order to save us. Jesus, mm. the righteous man who lived with wisdom, oh, that's good, bro. got what he didn't deserve oh, so that we who lived Ooh, our lives yeah. in re- re- rebellion against him mm. could get what we deserve. So that paradox, which is a problem that we feel here and now, yeah. God actually is going to use that in order to bring us salvation through his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's pray.
Father, uh, we thank you that, um, yeah, Lord, you use Jesus to fulfill all of these things uh, that seemingly don't make sense, God, and you use it for our greatest good to save us. I pray that because of that truth, we would trust you today, even when we can't make sense of life.